little clip you sent me, which was that <laughs> could have been a key goal in the second minute for RB Leipzig. And that just bears the question to me, you know, was that a steal or was it legitimate that Real Madrid took the three points? Maybe you can take me through and uh, just describe how the game actually unfolded. If this scene wasn't a steal, then I don't know what could ever be won. So it was clearly um, a goal that should have stood. Yes, I, I highly expect that. And listen, bold prediction live here on podcast. Oh no, Chesco oh no. is on fire and he will score his very first hat trick for RBL. And I'm not going to be there. That's not on. <laughs> I will send you some clips. And welcome to RBLE Global Tracks, which is Leipzig's fresh RB Leipzig podcast in English, brought to you by Richard and Mario. Amongst us, we are season ticket holders, passionate supporters, and not so very neutral local pundits. Both of us have been following Leipzig football since our childhood days. So if you want to hear about RB Leipzig, capture the mood of the fans in the city. And if you want to go beyond numbers and statistics, you are in the right place. We're delighted to welcome you on board. Let's go. Auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs. Good afternoon, Richard. How are you? Hey, Mario. Thank you. I'm fine, though a little bit tired. Um, it was a short night because I was home late uh, last night and then um, started directly with my preparation for this podcast to wrap things up um, from that match versus Real Madrid. But um, yeah, um, besides that, I'm good. Excellent. You're such a trooper. Well done. <laughs> okay, so Richard, what are we going to talk about today? So I teased it already. Um, of course, we want to look back at this in <laughs> now infamous encounter versus Real Madrid from yesterday evening or Tuesday evening, Tuesday night. And we, of course, will look forward to our next bread and butter business in the Bundesliga versus Mönchengladbach, Saturday night, 6.30. Extremely important. Thank you, Richard. So I'm glad you went to the match yesterday. I was completely offline during the whole match. I didn't follow anything, didn't see anything. I just caught up... Uh, by reading some of the things on the internet and social media as well. And the little clip you sent me, which was that <laughs> could have been a key goal in the second minute for RB Leipzig. And that just bears the question to me, you know, was that a steal or was it legitimate that Real Madrid took the three points? Maybe you can take me through and uh, just describe how the game actually unfolded. If this scene wasn't a steal, then I don't know what could ever be won. So it was clearly um, a goal that should have stood. Okay, so we uh, we came quite well. We had the the kickoff, I, I think, and um, had the ball circulating through our um, players through the lines and had a an, um, first uh, opportunity, which was deflected uh, to the corner. 
And uh, David Raum took the corner kick. It was cleared by the goalie at first. I think Schlager brought it back in. And then Chesko jumped high with no one around him for like five, six, seven meters, clear of, of any other opponent player. And then uh, just headed into the back of the net. And uh, it wasn't that um, really hard thing to do at that moment. And the whole crowd was cheering and uh, celebrating that goal. So, but I thought. And I wasn't the only one that thought in that moment, hey, okay, that was clearly offside because, as I mm -hmm. said it, there was no one near him. And the linesman also waved his flag and I thought, okay, that must have been offside. And shortly after that, the VAR um, came into play so we could uh, read it on the stadium screen. And I thought, okay, well, what does the VAR hear? It was offside. And shortly after that, I received simultaneously two messages one from my uh, best friend christian and uh, the other message from my wife and both messages uh, was, were literally wife the said, same come home <laughs> two words no two words no offside and i okay. thought okay so the two people um, from from the uh, watching this game at home tell me there wasn't offside so there must be something else and then watched this this tape again i just recorded and i thought hmm, what 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 the heck uh, could be seen here by the VAR that would have uh, legitimated is that uh, to disallow this goal. And I think it's I think it's 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 uh, good to describe and to point out that your position was right behind the goal where um, Sheshko almost scored or he did put the ball into the net. And I looked at that little clip as well, and the, I let it run through, and I thought, okay, looks like clear offside, and. Judging by the uh, spectators around around you, everybody is like you just described it. You know, everybody accepted that straight away. But if you just stop it frame by frame, you can first of all see there's nobody offside, and and then second of all, you could see the goalie wasn't blocked in that sense that you could ever get to to the ball. He was so far away, and like you mentioned it, Sheshko was clear. There was nobody around him, so. It seems to me that the goal should have stood, and it looks like it was stolen from us. Yeah, and even uh, Tony Kroos, um, after the game, admitted that this was a clear goal and that even he uh, could not have understand how this was disallowed. Fair play, thank you. Yeah, you have to give it to him. I mean, it's probably almost always easier to to admit that when you when you win instead of losing. But uh, I like to think that uh, that was really fair play from on his side. Ah, what a shame! So, what happened afterwards? Because I read in the first twenty minutes, RB Leipzig was the dominant team. Was that right? Yeah, actually, it, it was. So we we were the whole team was very focused in position. The player was very disciplined and was willing to go every meter necessary to go for the ball. And then I spotted something I have never seen in my whole life, and, and maybe Tony Kroos didn't uh, this scene from him from himself too. He played two misdirected passes in one what? half. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's starting to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was and that was one of those little things where I thought, okay, um, tonight is tonight. So I posted it on on X Twitter, magic night to come, and had this feeling. Okay, come on, guys, this is your night. Make yourself yeah. legends. And Chesco had some nice chances uh, after the disallowed goal. And to be honest, from Real Madrid in the first half, there was nothing really dangerous. Um, 
that was shot on on, on Gulashi, mm-hmm. though he had to to come up uh, one or two times, I think. But it wasn't nothing like oh, uh, where you might think, hey, good that we have him, good that he saved this or that shot. Um, it was really really a poor offensive performance uh, from Real in the first forty five minutes. But yeah, things unfolded in the second half. Not in our fortune. But before we get to the second half, I also read that in that f- when when RB Leipzig's performing really strongly, they forced Real to mi- Real Madrid to commit errors. Is that your impression as well? Were, was was RB Leipzig that strong that uh, Real Madrid wasn't able to to play their style? Of course, yeah. In one one reason was clearly that uh, our players, as I said, it was very disciplined, and the other thing, other reason. I'm pretty sure about is that uh, Bellingham was not around. So ah, okay. Okay. we talked about it. he is the difference maker even in that squad and he played every game from the from the beginning um, that campaign and if you lose this um, cornerstone and have to replace it even for a club like Real Madrid, even for this squad they need some time to get back on track to find themselves um, mm. without him and um, doing things that differently than they did for the first 21 games. Another thing I, I spotted, um, to me surprisingly, Nacho, number six, the captain in the center back, was back in, so we talked about him, and I thought that he would have been out for this game too, but um, to me it was surprising when I read, oh, he's back on. But I think it was, I spotted that he missed some games. There was truly some lag in, 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 in match practice. So mm-hmm. he had some um yeah some 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 actions that um you don't or used to see from him and he was the one that um was the guy that interfered Lunin um in that scene where this goal was disallowed um but unfortunately he's such an experienced player in the second half um there was nothing much left of these first impressions i had from him okay but Let's uh, listen to a little clip that you uh, sent to me, um, which summarizes the first half. So we're just finished with the first half. Set, set the score. Chances on both sides, though. No 100% set ones. Both teams on high level. Everyone seems to have understand what's on the line tonight, except the refs. Let's see what the second half has showed us. You sounded pretty much. You still sounded very optimistic um, after the first half, I must say. And um, okay, everybody seemed to be accurated regarding the referees' uh, decisions, and especially in the second second minute. So, I understand at the beginning of the second half, we we got we conceded a shockingly brilliant goal, didn't we? Of course, it was uh, a nice individual effort. Um, yeah, from. Uh from that man that was um, replaced, or that was the replacement for Jude Bellingham. It it came from uh, Diaz. Um, He, of all people, (laughs) was the difference maker um, in that match. And it was was a really outstanding dribbling. Um, You can no one blame here for not defending resolute enough. And and Gulashi was without a chance to make a save here too. Um, Although afterwards, some German experts in the the television um, told that, hey, someone has to go for that foul here, for the tactical foul. I disagree with that. So because even with that shot he took, it was a very low percentage um, shot he take, only 5% X goal. 
um but sometimes you know there are some 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 nights some games some matches where things just don't go in your favor um but for the other team and yeah obviously it was it was yesterday night that night okay so how did uh, RB Leipzig respond to that one goal that they conceded quite early well it wasn't much of a difference afterwards so they kept playing in their in their style they took a little bit more effort into their offensive actions and we had some nice chances afterwards so Haidara came in and hey, hey good hey, he's back he, he brought some fresh uh, wind into the whole squad okay. and he had a nice chance Omo had a nice chance but it wasn't um, accurate enough it was a little lack in accuracy so yeah And then uh, Lunin had an, an outstanding night too. Um, we was a little lucky in the second half, midway through the second half, when we opened things up a little bit and Vinicius Jr. came with one of this infamous dribblings right in onto our penalty box and then put a nice little shot uh, that hit the left goalpost. And then Orban, who has an outstanding game yesterday night as, mm -hmm. as well and again, Uh, came to clear this chance but besides of that besides that goal that was scored by Diaz and the shot to the bows from Vinicius I just mentioned there wasn't really much offense so kudos to our defense okay. um, great performance yesterday night and yeah with a little more luck and a little more accuracy and uh, with the pro level ref um, there would have been clearly more um, that we could have reached that night I think um, Marco Rose got a yellow card from the ref as well. Um, did he did he try to keep his composure or did he, was he freaking out quite early? Um, he tried at least, but <laughs> uh, you know, some sometimes when when there's not only there's one bad decision by the refs, but even more there was there was a rude tackling midway through the first half uh, where Bakavara clearly fouled Xavi. Forty five thousand people uh, in the stadium saw it. And the ref didn't even consider uh, blowing his whistle for a foul here. And everyone was, hey, this is at least a dark yellow card for Carvajal. And it came up, ended with nothing. And there was some other scenes um, like that where you thought, hey, how much money did the UEFA pay to him? Or is the UCL scripted? I don't know. And and as, as time went by, Marco Rosa yeah, slightly lost his composure and he received his yellow card in a scene where Openda uh, was laying on the on the pitch um, and Real Madrid refused to play the ball uh, on the in, in, in the outside but played on and created a, a little chance there. And that was where Marco Rosa questioned the ref, hey, Didn't you saw that? And yeah, so he received the yellow card. I mean, on the on, if if the shoe was on the other foot, of course we we might react differently as well. But it seems like somebody like Tony Kroos did was was reacting very objectively, and he did see that there were certain flaws with the referee team, and that's what I picked up from from whatever was was posted on the internet that they weren't really up to the high level quality of job that they should have provided. 
and so so we can say here and what i gather from you here is you know if you think about uh, if you think back to the last match when they played augsburg and you said that the certain conviction and confidence is missing it doesn't strike me as uh, that confidence was missing there was missing yesterday although the team hasn't scored they seem they seem to have been very confident to go against one of the if not the biggest and best team uh, which is around in europe and probably the world at the moment and um, so is this is this a fair um, impression that i'm getting observation that i'm getting here that the team was confident and actually as we move on and go to the bundesliga they can take something really positive with them yeah i agree with that absolutely uh, you nailed it here um this this maybe lack of confidence we spotted versus augsburg there was nothing like that yesterday night and i do hope that this team is able to convert this uh, for for Saturday and with Gladbach, uh, no disrespect here, but hey, this is clearly not as a good team as Real Madrid is. And then we will, if we will, if we will come out like that, um, like we came out yesterday night, we will clearly benef benefit from 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 that um, yeah spirit. But I also think um, what you're trying to describe as well, if things had gone slightly different in terms of that the referee decision, RB Leipzig leading 1-0, some of the decisions they, they uh, made, uh, kind of bad decisions they made during the pitch, uh, during the game, uh, RB Leipzig might have not even only come away with one point, uh, no, well, <laughs> with a draw, but might actually beat, have beaten Real Madrid. Is that right? Maybe yeah no it's it's hard to tell if if okay. the first goal wasn't disallowed then we would have seen a whole another game a whole different game for that's that's for sure and well as as the game went as how it went um, I think a one more one all draw would have been the, the the correct outcome of the game okay well it's actually what you predicted somebody spoiled that the referee did that mm, yeah. yeah he listened he listened and and, and thought okay no But... I will prevent that. <laughs> But looking ahead at our to our trip to Madrid, how much hope in hell can we have to possibly skate through um, and reach the quarterfinals? Yeah, you know, this is called funny old game for a reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but to be honest, if you if you question me, uh, do we still have a chance to promote into the quarterfinal? No. Mm -hmm. um, bearing a miracle, no. And why because we, why we need a, we need a two goal win, yeah. So in in Madrid, <laughs> yeah. and the last time uh, a team that was able to do that besides here we uh, go again Barcelona, funny stats. yeah, funny stat now. The last team that was able to do this besides Barcelona was Real Sociedad back in January 2019. So more than five years ago, was no one able to put two more goals into the back of the net um than real did so as you so you can you can see this gonna be a heck of an of a task there and okay sometimes freak things happen yeah. imagine imagine an early swoop by rbl a red card for the goalie a converted penalty or something like that okay mm. then this there is some slightly oh point six percent chance or something like that but yeah We we have to face the we have to face the truth here. This is this will be unfortunately the end and so no title this year. 
Oh come on! I was I was hoping for a freaky statistics like you've done with uh, Red Star Belgrade. You know, in November they lose games at home. Don't you have anything like that for for Real Madrid? Come on! No, no, because here. no, no, because there are none. <laughs> 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 this team is so fucking strong. Excuse my language. There are no such statistics. Um, so yeah, this this team is just winning. And and as you heard, yeah, back in January 2019. So it was five years. The last time something miraculously happened. Okay, but uh, Xavi still believes in it. That's what he posted on Twitter today. So, well, we can always believe in it, but if you're realistic, it's got to be a hell of a task. And uh, But I, the only positive thought, the, the real positive I'm taking from this is that it was an exciting match. RB Leipzig uh, played really well. Was actually, um, the quality was actually matching Real's quality yesterday. Just the individual effort and, and the referees made the decision to didn't go our way. Thank you very much, Richard, uh, for um, keeping us uh, in the loop and describing that. And now I get a pretty good impression of a match that I didn't see. So let's look ahead at uh, the weekend. You're going to be there again. Um, same seat, same place. Same nice view on our one of the goals, at least. So who are we going to meet on Saturday? Introducing our next opponent, their Baker Check. Yeah. Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. Back to bread and butter business. München Gladbach is coming to town. Um, mm. Some stats first. So we are unbeaten in home games versus Gladbach. We had four wins, three draws, 17 to eight goals and are currently on a three-game winning streak at home. That sounds great. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is here, and funny statistics, I love funny stats, you know, Gladbach, is the only team that was able to outscore us with two goals to nil twice in Red Bull Arena at halftime. Oh, right. <laughs> and really? yeah, and it, it, those games that happened, we ended up with a two-all draw once and the other game uh, was a 3-2 win for RBL. And guess who was the coach for Gladbach that time? Marco, I know. Marco was it, correct. Yeah, Marco, that was a long time ago then. Yeah. That was uh, before his Dortmund stint. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, three years is not that long, but it seems like like such a long time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was it was uh, February uh, 27th in 2021, so almost wow. um, two to the day, three years. And uh, Nkunku, Paulsen and Sirot scored. Sirloot. Um, I remember that yeah. 3 2 that Sirloot yeah, in the 1990s at, at and, the time. And there was nobody in the stadium because of COVID restriction. But if we had been there, we would have celebrated the heck out of him. And I remember the way he scored that goal. And it was <laughs> one of the first times I had that stupid Sky subscription. And I could watch it live. Um, and he was, it was like he was, well, wasn't he sort of almost sitting or he had his hands on the defender? Um, and people were wondering if that was a foul, but it wasn't enough. So, but um, squads changed since then. And oh, yeah, slightly. Yeah, slightly. Our squad and Gladbach squad too, but um, this will come in a few moments. Paulsen is still there, so that's okay. Yeah, Paulsen is, is still there, Gulashi is still there. And, and on the Gladbach side, there are some players left too that uh, appeared in this mentioned game. But um, first things first. Um, so... We will need now someone else to come up with goals here. And Gladbach 
isn't that strong that season. This is no no wonder why I will explain this a few moments later. Um, they only had five wins up to now. Only one on the road, 2-1 win on the road in, in Bochum. Any other mm -hmm. in home games. 2-1 um, versus Heidenheim, 4-0 versus Wolfsburg, 2-1 versus Hoffenheim and 3-1 versus Stuttgart. And they had only one win in their last eight games. So one win there, three draws and, and four losses. Um, so you know what? It sounds... It sounds dangerous to me. It sounds like a perfect opponent to have at this uh, weekend, mm -hmm. but we have a, we have a way of of uh, building those teams up by giving them a lot of chances. Sometimes those things happen, but I'm confident this time will this not be the case. And okay. wait, wait, wait a few minutes, and I, I will explain it to you. I'm waiting. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the last five away games, um, they lo they had loss, draw, loss, loss. And a loss. So they lost versus Bayern. They, they, they drew versus Leverkusen, nil all. Um, then they lost at Frankfurt, in Berlin, at Union Berlin. Hey, nobody loses there at the moment, but Gladbach did. Mm -hmm. And they lost to Dortmund. So ranked 30 at the moment. And an interesting gap between their offense and their defense. Listen, their offense is still number seven offense in the league um, with. 36 goal, goals scored, only the top five, and Hoffenheim got more. But on the other hand side, there's there are number 17 defense with 41 goals conceded already. Only Darmstadt was worse at the moment. And um, the funny thing is here, the both worst teams defensively played against each other last week. Gladbach okay. versus Darmstadt, and it ended up nil all draw. <laughs> <laughs> Funny old game. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's one of those great games to uh, market worldwide. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, You've been waiting for it. You just don't we, know it. <laughs> we got nil all draws in association football. Who would like that? So, yeah. And, um, okay, we, we, we talked about that uh, offense and the defensive um, stats here. And to me, It is a bit surprisingly that their offense is still that okay, still in the in the upper half of the of, of the league because um, they lost key players. They had a similar upheaval as we had during the summer, with four at least four key players uh, lost. So Thuram left is now at Inter Milan. Hofmann left now at Leverkusen. Stindl back to Karlsruhe, back to his um, hometown area. And Benzema went to Borussia Dortmund. So that means those four players scored 39 goals together last season out of 52 equals to 75%. So three out of four goals <laughs> were scored by those four. And, and you can see this is very, very hard to replace them. And I imagine. Yeah, and there is this season, there is no, um, so to speak, an, an outstanding scorer for Gladbach. But they got 15 individual goal scorers and eight players with three or more goals, which is quite remarkable. Yeah. And so this is this time on, on Alassane Player and um, Thomas Schwanchara and, and Rocco Reitz um, to carry the team. And, and offensively, it isn't that bad, but it seems like um, them, they're lacking in some balance. And bear in mind that they had to come up with a new coach yet again after Marco Rose left in, in 2021. They had uh, Adi Hütter, who was one and done, then came Farke, one and done, and now it's um, Seoane. 
by the way, the predecessor of Xabi Alonso at Bayern 04 yeah. Leverkusen. I know. And so, so you, it's clearly, to me at least, that this needs time. You have to replace four key players. You come up with a new head coach and you cannot expect that things develop quite well in, in, in the first season and that you compete for the international uh, ranks in the Bundesliga. So, okay. And now... With rank 13 and relegation far from being a, an, an opportunity, a possibility, I'm pretty sure about that the front office will give Siwana at least one more year and maybe some players add to their squad, to their roster that Siwana wants with, for his idea of playing football. Um, But this is not not really things that we will see this season, and that's why I'm confident that we will have um, we will see a nice game of of our squad, and I expect a win, no doubt. Okay, but sometimes I wish we kind of remember that at our side because we had a similar loss of key players, even even worse than than Gladbach here, and. Um, it, Bearing in mind this big transition, we are still in a very good place. I know we we need to, well, we all want to get into the Champions League next year, but it's not going to be a major upheaval if we don't make it. And maybe it is Europa League, although we have to watch RTL Plus, which is diabolical. Anyway, um, so in terms of how our team performs with the big transition that we are in at the moment, and bear in mind in the winter we added to that, we're doing okay. Um, but Gladbach, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased with the fact, or that you're predicting that the coach is going to stay longer because uh, I got a lot of respect for him, and maybe they're going to turn. It's going to be a similar development, or yeah, similar development to Bayer Leverkusen. Remember, Bayer Leverkusen last season started really, really badly, but uh, they stuck to Alonso, and towards the end of the season, you could see the team really performing very strongly, and we all know where they are this year. So, how do you think this game is going to unfold? What is going to be important? Well, we have to rely on our strengths. So this is catching always a good advice. I know, and and you know, it wasn't. I wasn't able to to find a clear answer to this question. Hey, what what is this key to win? Um, Of course, facing the opponent with tempo, facing with, uh, with with cohesion, be disciplined, and so on. You know, all those basics um, is always always good advices, and, and and this will be clearly the key here too. Um, I am just convinced that one time there will be this very first game, this one game, where we will at least earn. You reap the rewards, actually. We will reward ourselves. So for all those efforts. In German, der Knoten wird platzen. Yes, yes. I, I highly expect that. And listen, bold prediction live here on podcast. Oh, no. Chesko oh, no. is on fire and he will score his very first hat-trick for RBL. And I'm not going to be there. That's not on. <laughs> I will send you some clips. Wonderful. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That would be awesome. But still, Gladbach's side surely has some players, or at least one player to watch. That we look yeah, to uh, one player is to watch here is 
to me, my favorite player of this squad, number 27, Rocco Reitzer, already mentioned him. Um, it's a 21-year-old German native, and he's a very, very skilled dribbler, good vision with and without the ball, nice ball handling, especially with the first contact, and he can shoot too. And um, if you would ask me, how long will we see him in Gladbach and what might will be his next logical uh, step? Um, I have one answer and it's... FC Liefering? Really... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all those talented players go from Gladbach to... Dortmund. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> of course. <laughs> and uh, the very first was... Uh, What was Marco. his name? Was it in, Marco? in the late 90s? No, no, no. It was no? not. Uh, no, no. Um, do you. Do, 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 yeah. Jeopardy music? Do, do, I will look it up. Um, do, do, I have to look it up. It was that guy that had cancer late, later, later on, you know? Oh, I don't remember. I'm thinking of a different player. Ah. Well, anyway. This is, okay. this is taking too long, mate. We have to move on. Yeah. Okay. And there so, are yeah, people out there uh, screaming already. They know. Excuse the me. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Reitz, number, number 27. Hey, really, really talented player. Love to see him play. Hopefully, he will not have his best night mm. Saturday night. Okay. So, in terms of keys to win, do you think Sheshko scoring three goals is going to be enough? Um, this will be enough, but... I'm also convinced that we will, won't have a clean sheet here because, yeah, besides that nil-all draw versus Darmstadt last week, Gladbach is just too strong offensively. Um, we talked about that. So my score prediction here is a 4-2 win. Okay, I'm going for 5-0 because I feel really optimistic now. And uh, we have a super defense, which you told me about Uh That's the one you saw yesterday. But apart from Sheshko, who is going to be on the pitch? Who is going to make Marco Rosa send as our starting 11? Marco showed us a formation last night where he placed Henrichs in defensive midfield um, in exchange for Kampel and then came up with Shima Khan on the um, right defensive side. Mm -hmm. I like that, but I would like to see something else. Um, Gulashi between the posts, Henrichs, Orban, Klosemann, Raum, as our flat four center backs, mm -hmm. uh, defensive backs. And then Schlager, and please send out Elmas. He came on the, the pitch yesterday and he was, he, and he was a factor. Yeah. Good. He, He wasn't he wasn't able to to turn things around on his own, but it seemed like he have finally found his place into the squad and knows how to uh, play and what, what coach Rosa wants from him. And I want to see him for 90 minutes. Come on, come on, Marco, do it. So and then Xavi and Olmo, of course, in offensive midfield and Openda and Chesco. There's no doubt. So those four have to play every game. Five nil. That's what I said. Sounds like a solid five nil. So who scores the, the goals besides Shesko? Uh, Goldpenda and uh, Shesko. Easy peasy. Okay, so four, four times. Oh, Shesko. Shesko did three already. I'm sorry. Um, Pausen will come on and uh, Pausen will do his oh, fifth. I like five. that idea. Yeah. yeah, Pausen will come on. It'll be good. Brilliant. That sounds very good to me. Well, 
you know, you got to keep it covered. And um, you're going to be there. So hopefully you're going to enjoy it and uh, keep us posted in our next episode. And, uh, well, to everybody who's listening to us, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. We'd be delighted if you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite, favorite on your favorite platform. Also, uh, if you like to leave some comments, you can put a review, leave a review on the uh, platform, or you can contact us by email at talktous at rbleglobaltracks.com. Or find us on Twitter. The username is uh, podcast underscore RBL. I'll keep your fingers crossed. Thank you, Richard, for your time. And thank you for uh, enlightening us so well today. This time, last words are on me. Oh, no. Heiko Herrlich. <laughs> Heiko Herrlich was, was the player I searched. <laughs> okay. He was the first that went from Gladbach to Dortmund. I'm glad we got this in time. Excellent. So, last words for me are Auf geht's Leipziger Jungs!